Welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast. Conversations to explore what coaching is really all about, what it takes to be a great coach, and why coach training really does make the difference. Discover how coaching can help you in all areas of your life and business in a fast-paced and demanding world. So join us here to share conversations and insights with some of the best coaches from around the globe. Real coaches, real talk. So let's get started with me, your host, Teresa Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast. And certainly it has been a year during 2020 full of interesting guests. And the list still continues to go on because today I have with me Lottie Moore. Now, Lottie is a master firewalking instructor and trainer and a reconnection coach. And today we're going to dig into a little bit more about, you know, what it means to actually firewalk and why anybody would want to do it. And we're going to find out all of this from Lottie. So welcome. Thanks for coming on the show today, Lottie. Hi, Teresa. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Good, good. Very excited to have you. We've actually, Lottie's part of the new uh, launch as well, and you've got an article, haven't you, in the magazine. So that will be um, very exciting. So let's start with a question. Um, How on earth did you get into this? (laughs) It's a great question, actually. Um, So I used to be a social worker many years ago, and I left work to go to live in Africa for a year. Came back from Africa, couldn't get a job. So started working really more as a speaker than coaching, uh, all about my experience in Africa and trying to pass on some of the stuff that I'd learned from the people there, particularly the women, though not exclusively. And then as part of that, I got involved in a charity that was raising money to build schools in Burkina Faso, where I'd been in Africa. I project managed a Kilimanjaro trek for the charity in 2011 that was it was a phenomenal success and I just saw the difference that a week in the mountains made to people and so I started running mountain treks as part of my coaching business um so taking people actually to the Atlas Mountains rather than Kilimanjaro so the highest points in North Africa And somebody said to me, if you like taking people out of their comfort zone and see the difference that that makes, you should try firewalking. And so here I am. Yeah, I love to hear the the backstories as to how people came to do something like that, because that's always, you know, equally as interesting as what you're actually doing. So Mm. how did you find that taking people um, out into the mountains, how did that take them out of their comfort zone? You were saying about the difference that it made in that week. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. So I started by doing it uh, specifically for women and doing a trek. uh, So we would spend a week in the mountains and then summit to the highest point of North Africa for International Women's Day. Uh, So it was all women that connected with that label and somehow connected with the fact that as women, there was something more out there. So, so it's it, quite, a, quite a, would you say spiritual? Would you use that word? Some spiritual, but some just more of the kind of empowerment issue, you know, that maybe um, had some people that maybe come through abusive relationships, some people that felt that they had been held back in the workplace, some women starting their own business and it be, just being a like, what's going on kind of experience so so real range of women actually 
Interesting. Um, so is that where the reconnection theme comes in then? It sounds yeah, like that's kind I of do... like searching for those pieces to put together. And when you're out in the open air, we know what that is like. You know, you can really feel the energy and you can, you know, I don't know, I guess you can reconnect in those spaces a lot easier than you can in busy zones. Totally. It, it's about reconnecting with what's going on in here. And what I found time and time again, you didn't even really need to be in the mountains, you know, just a week out of real life. Yes, yeah. Doing something completely different is hugely impactful for us. And um, of course, people don't notice that, do they? Or think about that until they actually do it. And then sort of retrospectively, it's like, wow, I, you know, I really needed that. And you, you hear about all these breakthroughs. So I'm sure that was really powerful for the women. So um, then you decided to take it forward when someone said, look, take it out of the comfort zone. Uh, is that where the when the fire element came in? Yeah. So I went and trained as a firewalk instructor. And very, very quickly, firewalking became the main focus of my business. Very quickly. So Yeah. So, yeah. It, it was a very quick way for me to create what a week in the mountains created oh, that I see. Sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we could have a, an afternoon and evening round the fire fire walk um maybe have supper together at the end um and it just created something magical for the people that were there um, sounds amazing and of course when you think about you know fire walking uh, you know, sort of the, the name that springs to mind, of course, is, is Tony Robbins. You know, that that's, I think, what people will still associate. Uh, and you've got a connection there, don't you, Lottie? Yeah, so the uh, my teacher, the woman that trained me and did, for my master's training, actually trained Tony as a firewall constructor back mm. in the 80s out in California. Um, fantastic. Yeah, because it's not exactly that common, is it? And even, like you say, back then in the 80s, I would imagine she was one of <laughs> very few... Um, if not the only one doing that sort of thing. Yeah, it was her and her um, ex-husband, actually, that, that brought kind of firewalking in, into the modern kind of method of firewalking that we think of today, really. Um, so a real trailblazer in her own right, uh, a wonderful, wonderful woman, very lucky to have worked with her. And I think it's really interesting. So she's super spiritual, and firewalking for her is a, a super spiritual experience and for the people that work with her. And then Tony Robbins takes it almost to the other extreme where you've got people queuing up in sports stadiums to walk the hot coals. And I love that, that it, it's so flexible. Mm. And I guess it's individual, isn't it? Because you can call it what you want. You can say, well, this is like, when I do it, it's very spiritual. When I do it, it has a different focus, a different energy. But for every single person, they're going to experience it in the way that matters to them. So let's talk a little bit about that experience. Now, obviously, you've experienced this. You've done it. Can you share your experience of your first fire walking and how that changed you in your life? Yeah, so interesting for me, my first fire walk was when I went to train. I'd never fire walked before. <laughs> surprising it's not that common is it really I mean I haven't done it either <laughs> uh, and it's an amazing experience the more you do it the more you get from it in in a sense but it's just that amazing experience of when you turn up to do it most people think it's going to be a bit like a fairground ride or something like that that your safety is guaranteed and you know it's that woohoo moment uh, whereas 
safety isn't guaranteed. Um, so there is risk involved. And suddenly you're standing by this coal bed, which you might have seen pictures of, you might have seen film mm. of, mm. and you can feel the heat of it on your face. And your face for that split second feels like it's going to melt. You're like, I'm just about to put my feet on this. <laughs> exactly. Um, so real fear, real, real fear. And then suddenly you're going, you know, and that adrenaline is through your body and just the amazement of, I've done it. So you know, can I ask, like, so you did it because you were training, but what, what kind of preparation is involved before you, you know, stand at that point? You know, what, what's the purpose and the intention behind it, Lottie? Yeah, so, so for me, it's a dual um, intention of, number one, breaking through that barriers, the empowerment of doing something that is totally impossible. Um, and, and so most, most coaches or, you know, mindset coaches, empowerment coaches are talking about that all the time, aren't they, right? Let's break out of the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Let's do the impossible. Whereas for the people that have worked with me and now the people I train, they actually turn up and do it. Um, okay, so it's a physical thing that you actually do, which provides like a, a mental and emotional breakthrough to, to become a bit more... I don't know, unlimited, braver, yeah, that, stronger. That's part of it. Okay. So it, it, it's what's called somatic experience. I don't mm. know if you're aware of the term somatic. I yes. found that a lot of people aren't. So I'll explain it. Um, so a somatic experience is an experience in the body, something that we physically experience. Um, and so most coaches will know that, you know, when, when we're coaching people, we have a lot of issues around you are they telling us the truth are they going to go away and do what they said they would do have they had that breakthrough moment or are they just saying they have because you've gone through it three times now and they feel a bit awkward whereas when you're doing something like firewalking um, and the other activities I work with you can see people actually having that experience right there in front of your eyes there's no there's no bullshitting it's about really it. honest it's an yeah. honest experience. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I can I can only imagine you've got to be completely completely open to that. And and so when you did it, what's the difference between before and after for you? Gosh, where would I start? I mean, it, it is it is limitless possibilities, you know, and yeah, limitless possibilities. And it's so easy, you know, if you've done any NLP, which I'm I'm pretty sure you have, right? Um and a lot of coaches will have, you know, what an anchor to create. Yes, absolutely. So, Next so you're struggling. I mean, I'm really curious here, digging a little bit deeper. But when, when you you did it for training, but I, you know, I'm interested. What did you experience? And then what what did you do differently in your life after you'd done that firewall? Because the reason I ask that is a lot of people might go to like UPW or you know big events like that. And I know people that have gone. And they're all absolutely full of it. And it's really exciting at the time. The energy is phenomenal. And come away with like, you know, 12 inch thick notebooks to work through and all of this stuff and do your 12 hour shifts. I mean, it was all online in the lockdown as well. Yeah. And, you know, you and I and everyone listening also knows that maintaining that energy and maintaining that excitement and that drive can be really, really difficult. So I'm just interested how this 
you know, how, how it ignites and how people can harness it to kind of go forward. Because once you've done it and I can imagine the exhilaration, like what effect did it have on you? That it, What did it enable you to do that you couldn't do before? I honestly went away feeling limitless. Um, and so I think it, I think there's two or three things about it, right? So charity firewalks are big in the UK as well. People do three steps across hot coals, rah, 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 they've done. The chances of that making any real significant difference to anybody's life is very, very slim, right? Because it's just circus trick firewalking. Well, it's a different thing, isn't it, as well? If you're fundraising and you're doing something, it's like one, two, three, and I'm off. Yay, I did it. Your purpose is something else, like to sort exactly. of achieve it and raise money. But of course, this is different when you're setting a different intention for yourself and for your business and for your life. And so I'm always really interested in those in those transformations um, in, in people that have done these. Yeah, so, so I see it all the time and I hear from people you know, telling tales, oh, I firewalked with you three years ago. And since then, da, 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 I'm like, wow, you know. Um, and of course, when you're doing events like that, it's it can be difficult because often you don't see the changes in people unless they do come forward and tell you. And I think that's, that's the key thing of what I offer, you know, is like the coaching going forward to help people maintain that. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, interesting, isn't it? Because it's not going to happen immediately. You get to the end of the coals and you can see the transformation, but it's the change that you can then take with you and, and kind of implement. And so, I mean, it's powerful. And there's all these different uh, modalities to enable us to break through, basically. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it is like you say, it is coaching jargon, words that we use. But that's what it means, really, is to get rid of those blocks. So when you do it physically like that, you're like, well, if I can do that changes those things and, and of course it is quite nlp related as well but it's not just the fire walking is it lottie because you've got glass walking and arrow breaking let's talk about that yep so i do i run a, a different course and these things are also in, including firewalk instructor training but um glass walking breaking arrows with the throat wooden board breaking um and other top secret <laughs> things that we cover and I certify people to go out and do with their clients. I think Tony Robbins actually did on the um, the virtual UPW this year. He sent everybody a wooden board and oh, got really? the board breaking at home. Gosh, I might be a bit worried about that one. I, I'm not sure I like the idea of doing it virtually <laughs> either. But um, but there's all these activities and and. I guess it's much the same, you know, for instance, if I'm doing wooden board breaking, you know, I might get somebody to write on the board what they want to break through. Or yeah. on an arrow, what it is they're going for in life, what what it, the impossible is that they want. My friend's yeah. actually done that. And, and we were talking about Tony Robbins the other week and he said, yeah, because I went to UPW and I did that, the throat arrow and the arrow breaking and, and all of that. And again, it's all that sort of like hype at the time. But I think it's, you know, whatever we do that can show you that you can do other things, that you can do what you thought you couldn't do. Because nobody ever really says, I want to break an arrow on my throat. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's symbolic, isn't it? And so it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. Um, so, you know, why would people like want to do this and continue to do this? And like, how does this fit into the world of coaching and what you do, Lottie? Well, 
when I first trained, I used to use a lot of the activities in one-to-one coaching, um, let alone group work. So things like arrow breaks, glass walking, in one-to-one work. It's a great way of working with clients to really get them to experience that, that breakthrough in their body and hold on to that. Um, and also, you know, I'm sure you see it all the time with what you do. I think coaches are getting taken for a right royal ride at the moment. There's so much out there targeting coaches to get them better at doing social media, get better at doing social media, get better at doing social media, get better at doing social media. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We could do a whole podcast on that one, actually. Oh, man, do not even get me started (laughs) at the moment. It's my real rant. Um, yeah, we are we are heavily targeted on, and I'm not sure why really. I think because everyone believes that coaches are all earning multi millions, and that it's good to target them. But it, it does seem a lot. But when you're in that stream and you see those ads, you think, oh well, that's quite normal. But you you think of it differently. I think coaches are just main targets, and and I think unfortunately, what happens in coaching is maybe there's people out there that are very good at doing social media that are getting the clients. And then there's a lot of good coaches out there that are struggling. Oh, well, this is a a long conversation, really, isn't it? And (laughs) it's definitely uh, true that, you know, if you're going to be, I think, you know, even coaching aside, any business that you're going to have, you're going to need to be able to market and sell what you do. Otherwise, you know, you're just a great hidden secret, really, aren't you? And especially if you want to turn your your business to make a profit for you and you know I mean the women I work with are certainly in that bracket as well um, because most coaches will train because they want to help um, and they want to help other people to change their lives when it comes to being their own brand and selling and marketing that's quite a different subject so yeah I mean there, there's a lot of shiny things out there Lottie and there's a um, lot of shiny things and and so I think for like the fire walking, glass walking, all that type of thing, it's highly visible. For me, it completely changed my business as well. Um, because what will happen is the people that do it with you share it on social media. So you don't have to, you know, it, it's a self, yeah. self-fulfilling. It just makes you more visible. And it's a very visible experience, isn't it? Because everyone wants to have you know their photos to evidence that they've exactly. done it's me on my firewalk um you know whereas in like usual coaching that doesn't really happen this is this is me having a breakthrough like <laughs> you can't really take a exactly. photograph of that but this exactly. is very physical and so you know what, what kinds of coaches do you train to use this in their businesses so normally kind of breakthrough coaches mindset coaches that firstly want to really be seen walking their talk um and obviously, the more adventurous coaches. So it's a great way of shining out what they're doing. Um, so if it's somebody that wants to be online 24-7, it's not the right thing for them. Um, but somebody that maybe wants to really leverage live events. I, I know we're all covid at the moment. But I think people are desperate to step away from a computer screen. I think as soon as all this lockdown finishes we're going to see a real resurgence of live events because people just want to get out and do stuff well absolutely and that's what we're designed to do isn't it to to flock together and to experience life together And at the moment 
we're experiencing it in silos in many ways and it's very different but of course you know everything will change and it will go forward and so you know it's for and, and even coaches that have got online fully online businesses it doesn't mean that they can't incorporate some of some of this does it or absolutely so I mean I think Tony Robbins was very brave doing the virtual board break this year I'm not sure it's something I would want to do but for a coach to do a a live event once a year with an empowerment exercise with one of these breakthrough exercises whether it's a firewalk an arrow break you know whatever completely has the ability to fill their pipeline for the rest of the year Mm, it's exciting so let's talk about the mindset a little bit what does it take to be able to do this got to be a bit crazy got to be a bit crazy number one <laughs> um, i think it it's you've got to be willing to step into the unknown you've got to be able to trust yourself but also trust really trust the person that's leading you through it mm, that's the thing isn't it that's the key i think is that yeah. it's the trusting yourself and trusting the person that you're with if we think about it as coaches that's everything isn't it that's everything in our container is trust you know and when you know you coach people when I coach women it's like they don't always trust themselves in fact frequently they don't at the start of coaching they don't really trust themselves and their decisions hence having the coaching but as soon as they do wow it's like you know rocket fuel it's great Exactly. It's the same kind of thing, isn't it, with that trust? It's exactly that same thing. It's real. It's also empowerment in making the choice. Yes. Now, I always say to people coming to a fire walk, the bravest person there will be the person that chooses not to walk the fire. Tell me more. Well, just because of all the peer pressure, right? You go to a fire walk, you're going to take part in a fire walk, and then for some reason it just doesn't feel right that that evening or you know you don't want to go for it that day then to make that choice is quite a brave choice when everybody mm. else is kind of like going you, that's you're true fire but that's um, interesting to me because they're they're there because they want something and they want the breakthrough what what stops them from doing that surely you're going to say fear but <laughs> well sometimes fear but but it is also tapping into intuition you know i and, and one of the things i teach strongly when i'm preparing people to fire walk is you know if it doesn't feel right for you that day don't walk so do some people if, if, if someone was like no it, it doesn't feel right for me and whatever that meant to them do they come back and actually do it or do some people decide this is not for me yeah no and, and some quite often the people that choose not to are people that have fire walked in the past Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, and then they'll come and they'll, it's just like, no, tonight's not my night. I also run something called a 108, um, where people can come and walk 108 fires in one evening. Wow. Um, and so as part of doing that, you know, for each fire, there's making a choice. Am I going to walk that fire? Am I not going to walk that fire? Um, again, it's really symbolic, isn't it? Your decisions and your paths. You're, Am I going to take this path? Am I going to make this decision? And it's all about that. It's all about that action, isn't it, as well? That's the energy. Yeah. It's like that kind of, it's almost quantum, isn't it? That action of I'm going to I'm gonna do this so that I can do that. You know, because we all okay. know that if we get stuck in our heads, yeah, and we don't, we keep thinking about things and dreaming at things and wanting things and we don't put any action to it ever, it's nothing. So exactly. this, this is really quite interesting as to how, how that all comes together isn't it and you yeah. say you said you say adventurous coaches I think like one of the qualities of a great coach is 
is curiosity. Maybe that's not the same as adventure. So what do you mean by adventurous coaches? I guess I mean people that, you know, maybe want to be outside or want to be standing at the front of a room. It's not right for everybody. Um, and that's okay. You know, not every coach after hearing this podcast is going to get in touch and queue up to come and train with me. I know that. It's fine. I think as a It's coach, definitely a Marmite thing, isn't it? It's definitely something you either go, oh, that sounds amazing, or nah. It's quite a clear vibe I think as to, to yeah. how people feel about this sort of stuff because it's that Absolutely. physical representation and some people prefer the mind work um and and so yes I mean because somebody who was quite introverted a coach who was maybe quieter w- would still be attracted to this if they felt that real spiritual nature of it and that, that's adventurous for them in their way definitely and and to a degree some of the people I train are maybe more like shamanic practitioners that type of thing that w- would identify as maybe spiritual teachers rather than breakthrough coaches, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And but I also think as a coach, you know, if if you think firewalking is scary, try taking responsibility for a hundred people putting their feet on hot coals. Yeah, indeed. It, it's not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Which brings me back to the point where you said safety is not guaranteed. So let's just have a little look at what could go wrong or what has gone wrong. <laughs> So um, very little can really, really go wrong. Um, Occasionally people can get a little blister. And of course that can create great fear. But in reality, it's probably no worse than a blister you might get from a new pair of shoes rubbing. Yeah. So the interesting question here is how do you not get burned? Well, good preparation. Um, There are obviously things we can do as instructors, you know, the woods we work with, how the wood is prepared and so on right yeah. uh, that reduces the risk so the risk is always going to be minimized so that's the physical risk what about the mindset work for preparation and and that's really key um mm. uh and and it's a big focus of mine when i'm training people is training them to really step up and take responsibility for helping their clients uh create that mindset mm. Um, rather than just making it that circus trick yeah because there's not much we can do with a circus trick is there Lottie not really not really not unless we're joining the circus which is not going to happen anytime soon either so you know the the whole thing is quite fascinating to me um what do you what do you see going forward that you how how will you take this forward what are your plans for the firework walking and all of this yeah, so for me, I have another firewall constructor training um, running in the fall, in autumn. And I'm just st- starting a new program called Impactology, which is working with people with the other, uh, like the glass walking, arrow breaking, wooden board breaking. But for both programs, my big focus is the impact uh, and how people are going to leverage that. Uh, um, for themselves and their business which I think is really key so looking at soft skills um, and and marketing with those activities but also for their clients so how are their clients going to leverage that in in their lives um, to take them forward yeah it's interesting so what would you say to a coach that was interested in something different for their clients but kind of has might have that perception that firework walking and all that is only for those more kind of spiritual out there types 
I'd say come and train and make it your own. And, and that that's what I'm really about is supporting people to take it forward in their own way and create really successful, thriving businesses around it. That doesn't mean to say that also that they need to be a Tony Robbins and will train and suddenly get thousands of people queuing to come and see them in a stadium. Um, but it, it's about making it your own. And I think that's really key with anything we do as coaches, right? A a anything we do, we, we get these basic skills, but then we've got to take them out into the world. Absolutely, you've got to, to use them and find out which effects you can have with which tools the best way. Because, you know, we've all got a bag of coaching tools, but we don't use all of them all the time. And we find that we can use some better than others, which, you know, we may describe as our niches, if you like. Mm. Um, so it's interesting. And, and for you, where, where do you see it going beyond the fire walking and the, the glass, the arrow breaking? Is there anything kind of beyond there that, that you're looking at? Well, I could do that next. What happens after this level um so i'm looking to train in havening this year um you know again that's some somatic experience so spoken therapy but um but using the physical so bringing that in at the same time so that's high on my list what did you call uh, that lottie havening havening can you explain that i've not heard about that yeah it's like psychosensory touch techniques okay um so it, it's really um, used um, in psychotherapy, ther you know, the spoken therapies. But my friend is 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 a whiz at it, super super good at it, and I've seen the impact that it has for people experiencing trauma. So what um, actually happens during havening experience? So it's counselling with psychosensory touch. So a little bit like tapping or EMDR. Okay, yeah. But it's just much more impactful and a much kind of gentler therapy. And does the client get instructed where to touch or how? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I really want to do that so that I can take that out to groups um, rather than one-to-one -one therapy to get people you know, practicing these psychosensory touches the, for themselves. Um, so that's on my list. Mm, that sounds and exciting. I'm have to look that up. I've not not heard of that, and I think it's just all of it. Really, to me, it just sounds like again back to the word that you you know used to describe your coaching as you know connective reconnection. Mm. Because it doesn't matter what you use or how you use it or what it's called. And people get into all these kind of debates, don't they, about this is right and that's not right and this is better and that's better. And I don't, I don't hold with any of that because, you know, it's so it's so unique that if somebody, you know, gets their breakthrough and their mindset set straight through this way or that way or talk therapy, whatever it might be, it's as long as you get there, right? And I think, you know, the things that you're attracted to, if you're attracted to this, this is the way that you need that physical, more physical, more active uh, visual very visual experience as well isn't it whereas others not, yeah, not quite so much so I think in many ways that, that there's not many people that wouldn't enjoy an experience like that but people would get different levels from it and I think it's one of those things you either kind of sounds like you'd either be addicted to and really want to take it further or you'd be like well that was kind of good but you know it didn't quite yeah. float my boat yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I've, I've done it I firewalked yay so exactly. you know it's it's exciting. And what do you love most about it? When you see the results, what really kind of fills you up um, about your firewalking? 
I love hearing about people that the results and what they've done you know and and some people really tie it into the firewalk and then other people have no clue and they'll go yeah but since I did that I've done this that and the other but the firewalk didn't really have any effect for me it's like what um, oh, that's interesting so they haven't made the connections then. no so, some people really do and other people don't at all I'm like whatever <laughs> but you can see it so can you give us an example of a, a client's transformation you know, yeah kind of... totally I, I mean I've, I've literally had you know women that have maybe been out of um, abusive relationships this type of idea um, come along and you just see them grow 200% you know I might see them on social media and suddenly they're out doing this and they bought new clothes and that you know and you just see them new jobs confidence 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 growing 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 all that's the time. amazing mm, so that their confidence and trust in themselves comes back yeah and just, I, I think there's something about it that connects people with their value in some way you know um mm. i i think that that's a big thing for me is that i see people Yes, they reevaluate. Yes, they'll grow in confidence, but actually, they're just—it's the change in the way they're treating themselves in some way. Their own self-worth, you mean? Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that. What do you think that connection is between that and the physical firewalk? So the woo-woo side of me just would say it's just a magical thing, right? I mean, we all—I've never met anybody that doesn't love just sitting looking into a fire. It's mesmerising, isn't it? It's, it's energy. Yeah. It calls to us. Um, and in, in some way, you know, the, those few steps over the fire just creates a little bit of magic. Mm. So that's the woo-woo side of you would say it's magical. What about the other side of you? Is that the practical side or...? <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> um, I think it, when you're making decisions like that, when you're making big decisions, you know, so I always say, you know, if, if um, when talking about blisters and things like that, you know, the question should not be, did I get a blister or did I not get a blister? Or, you know, this kind of idea. The question should be, was it worth it? Well, exactly. And I think, you know, this just screams energetics to me, you know, because yeah. it's, it's really not like oh this isn't you know because we all know if we're going to put like our sensitive human finger skin onto a hot plate it's going to burn right yeah so then you're going to think well these are my feet i'm going to put them on the hot coals they're going to burn but of course when you realize and you, you prepare and i'm sure that some of that you know preparation is that mindset and that energetics and understanding that you know you you are the coals and they are you and it's like the, the different Exactly. energetics there the vibrations that allow you to be able to do that and become one at that point you know I mean I'm really interested in in energetics NLP and energetics and sort of bringing that into business and that's kind of where I want to go and so that's the way I see the fire walking yeah mm. totally it's totally that it's you know we're all vibrating we're all energy so so people ask me all the time how is fire walking possible you know okay you can get a blister this that and the other it's very difficult to, to pinpoint it because firewalking, if we look back at all the ancient peoples, all around the globe, firewalking is found. New Zealand, Australia, uh, Thailand, Europe, the church in Europe, Native Americans, they were all firewalking. Mm. Um, 
so it's difficult to pinpoint that but because i've lived in africa maybe there's um there's a tribe out in africa that still farwalk in a very traditional way to them uh and, and what they do is they come to the fire and they get the coals and they rub it all over themselves they roll around in the coals wow. like next level that's if amazing if you ask them how it's possible, they say that the fire has an energy and they call that energy noom. Um, it's mm. actually noom, but noom is good enough. Um, yeah. So the fire has an energy and the way to firewalk and, and do all this stuff successfully is to take your own energy up to the same energy as the fire. Wow, that's amazing. So that the, you're, you're vibrationally the same. So exactly. you're not going to you're not going to get burned. So as a firewalk instructor, you know, you you when you're getting people ready to firewalk, you would say you're doing a noon raiser. Mm, mm. It's energetics work. It's, it's wonderful. I yeah. love it. I think it's really, really exciting. And of course, you know, at the moment, I, you're rather limited with your um, physical experiences that you're able to offer. So what, what's been your focus during this year when you've not been able to do that so much? Yeah, so it has so it has made me develop more online stuff, which I've never done before, which has been great. So I've been running an online program called Wonderstruck, which is more kind of reconnection coaching, six week program, and the kind of breakthrough empowerment coaching, which has now moved um, into the impactology so training people to work with glass walking, wooden board breaking, arrow breaks, doing that all online apart from one day of practical. Um, so I'm to keep numbers small for the one day so that we're all kind of COVID okay. Mm -hmm. But it, it's been great to do that. And it has made me really realize what you can do online. Mm. And, and of course, what, that, what that's done at the same time is create a great library of videos and everything else that people can refer back to all the time. So yeah, at first I was worried that people wouldn't be as well trained, you know, because they were doing it online. But actually I think the training is better because they can just go back and refer back to it whenever they want yeah. to. It's amazing how many opportunities there, there always are in the bleakest of times. And I think, you know, it's really been, I mean, I've heard, you know, a lot of people that have come on the podcast and a lot of people just in my social circles that have, you know, developed businesses and clients that have set businesses up and changed products all during this time and will continue to. So if, if nothing else, it has steered this massive ship, you know, towards really like online and, you know, always looking for a reframe. Thank goodness this didn't happen in the 80s because I don't know. Quite what we would have done there without the wi-fi <laughs> yeah, without the wi-fi imagine and it has made people really think about what they're doing as well i think a lot of people have gone okay i can market like this but what else does my business need mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of savvy coaches are coming out of it yeah definitely and i think it's online is the place to be but you were right earlier um in the conversation we said people are you know desperate as well for some unity together and to be able to spend time in the company you know I wonder actually Lottie like when it comes to it whether we'll be any good at socializing anymore like you know you get so used to the online world and you get so used to staying in your pocket of coaching your clients and you think imagine being at a big party or a big event now you think, oh, I just want to go home <laughs> you know I wonder how it's changed us actually 
um, our, our patterns and our thinking and our behaviours will have changed, have changed over this year. And so I, I almost think we might need a bit of recalibration to get back into time, that. isn't it? I think, I think so. a lot of people have gone into broadcast mode. So social media does that mm. when people feel a need to broadcast all the time rather than converse. Yes, and they're different things, of course, because when you, you know, you get ready, you think, right, I'm going to do a live about so-and-so, and you are, you are being kind of like your coach TV, right? So you're doing your yeah. thing. And that's very different to just sitting and having a chat with somebody or going to your networking meeting or your training. Um, and it, it, I'm just very interested to see how that, that pans out, really, in terms of how people will feel about physical human you know connection and presence really going forward you know whether in the back of our minds it's changed forever that oh you know is everything safe are you safe is this place safe you know am I going to get sick and I think that's incredibly sad but you know hopefully we'll see a time when we won't have to think about that but it's, it's just a couple sure. of things that have been on my mind over the holidays is like how people have changed you know how we will have changed do, do you think we have yeah, I, I don't think we can go through the last year and not change. Mm. Um, the amount of trauma is next level, I think. Everybody is traumatised, you know, and, and lots of people don't like to call, call it trauma, right? They might say they're anxious, they might say they're overwhelmed, um, but the, it's mass trauma we've all experienced and it's going to take a while. Mm. I think it is, and of course, you know, British as well we always think about trauma that's got to be massive like a ma I mean this was quite massive but it was very massive but do you know what I mean personally absolutely um, and we'll downplay that and minimize that oh it's not been so bad for me and I'm fortunate and we find we find all the, the the silver linings and the reframes but actually you're right everyone has experienced trauma and that embeds in us you know so in the same way that it embeds in us it, it's going to need kind of debriefing do you know what I mean and, and, and definitely coming out again so yeah next year is certainly going to be um interesting um and it would be very exciting to be able to kick that off with a firewalk imagine that like did you do them on new year's have you done new year's ones before so I love firewalking so normally what I do every year is a friend runs a firewalk in Scotland on new year's eve and I go up and take part in their firewalk. That's my news. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Well, hopefully next year um, we can look forward to a New Year's firework. It's something like firework, firewalk. It's something <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing, actually. I'm quite interested in it. And you and I have spoken a little bit offline um, on and off. So it's been wonderful to find out more about it. And I hope anyone that's listened has got, you know, a different insight into what this is mm. all about, what, you know, what it can change for you. Um, and the fact it's not just about taking a high risk activity for something a little bit different. Um, it's a lot, lot more than that. So where can people find you, Lottie, if they would like to know more about what you do? So my website is lottiemore.co.uk. Um, but I'm very visible on Facebook and LinkedIn. And I always love connecting with new people. So send me a connection request pop through a message and say i saw you on the podcast because otherwise i don't always accept them <laughs> <laughs> that's fine do you have a group at all you've got a i've got a, a facebook group called find your magic with a k um uh, and yeah i'm i'm around people can will find me i'm sure 
if we can't find people these days, we've got a problem, haven't we? So I think yeah, everyone's exactly. super visible. So thank you so much, Lottie, for a really interesting um, interview with you and finding out more about it. And I shall look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Thanks so much, Teresa. Thank you. You can read Coach Magazine for free online every quarter. Just subscribe at coach-magazine.com and receive it direct to your inbox. You can order print copies, book a directory listing, find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram.